The Friday Panel on the KCLR Daily with thanks to Poe Kiley Hogan Lanigan, Kilkenny's leading law firm. See a full list of our services at pkhl.ie. Yes, today's Friday Panel, uh, Deputy John McGuinness, Steph Hanlon, lecturer at Carlow College and Sean O'Harrigan, Labour Party Chair um, for Carlow and Kilkenny. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I've got to ask you in relation to your comments about the announcement today that Kieran O'Donnell TD um, has announced a fund of just over €205,000 to support support 26 local authorities across the country, as well as one regional women's caucus, to increase the plights and encourage more women to get involved in the 2024 campaign. Just to look down at how those figures break down locally, €10,000 coming to Carlo, which is currently served by just one female councillor with one second one out on a maternity leave, while Kilkenny, which has won in each of its four municipal districts, um, getting €6,250. I suppose if I come to... um, Steph, first of all, uh, lecturer in Carlow College, but you've had a history and an involvement in politics. Uh, what is the biggest stumbling block, the biggest hurdle for women to get involved in politics? I mean, I think for, for, for a lot of us, um, whether it's inform- involved formally or informally, I've been involved in both channels, I still am, you know, I think the, the key issue is the structural, the structural um, barriers for women. So those structural barriers... There's cultural barriers, and then there's obviously the individual circumstances. Culturally, we were just talking as well, there's there's a massive, a massive issue for women who want to stand up in politics, but first of all, they don't have the confidence, because essentially they're told in every single facet of society, do you know, that women essentially do not belong in the public sphere. And it's only recently, in the last couple of decades, that women are really starting to push back against that. We are standing on the shoulders of giants. You know, people like Alva Smith, people like Bernadette Devlin Mikalski, fantastic people who made huge political and social and cultural change in Ireland but at the same time it's harder than ever you're seeing women out on the streets leading protests being huge voices of of young people you know of the future however when it comes to formal politics women are so disenfranchised and all minorities are because you are essentially putting yourself out there in the public arena and opening yourself up to a huge amount of uh, judgment and 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 hate essentially you're nodding away here as uh, Steph talks Uh, is it an agreement or acknowledgement? or? No, I think it's both. I mean, you know, it's only a very short period of time since the Labour Party in Kilkenny had both Anne Phelan and Mary Fitzpatrick as members of the council. One became mayor and co of, of Kilkenny County Council and went on to become a TD and a minister. Um, and, you know, there are many other giants. I would mention people like Eileen Desmond and Mary Robinson and many others who, who did groundbreaking work in politics. But I think it is a huge issue. But, I, I mean, I think there are blockages for everybody getting involved in politics. Politics at local level, unfortunately, Unfortunately, has become increasingly more full-time. The vast majority of councillors are either self-employed or unemployed or they're retired and they have the time to give politics. A huge amount of the work in politics takes place during the working day, which means that it's almost impossible to have a PAYE worker, an ordinary taxpayer who's employed by somebody, engaging in local politics. You know, when I was involved in the Borough Council here for 10 years, our meetings were at 7.30 in the evening. Dublin Corporation meets at night. Cork City Council meets at night. Why can that not be extended to all of the local authorities in a way that allows people to genuinely go out and do a day's work and come in at 6 o'clock in the evening and do their work as a councillor? But, but would that not present other challenges for women getting involved in politics? That Women may want to be at home, as many fathers would as well, in the evening time when it comes to you know balancing that family life. Is it a thing that we're ever going to get across, Steph, in terms of you know balancing that work 
political life in that sort of stage, just the family life with everything. There's only a certain amount of hours in a day. 100%, but it's all about the state supports that are in place. So if we look, for example, uh, was it last month it came out in relation to the gender pay gap, okay? Ireland is still lagging behind at European, you know, European levels. But what we have, childcare, the price of childcare is through the roof. And as long as childcare is unaffordable, you're going to have one person, at least in a parent family, who is going to have to fill that gap. And traditionally, it has been women. There have been slight changes, but overwhelmingly, it is women who are expected to fill that, that gap and, and deal with that unpaid, invisible labour. And fundamentally, unless we have national um, supported affordable childcare, uh, families are going to be impacted. Deputy McGuinness, um, the spread in terms of the funding, as we said, uh, 10,000 going to Carlo, um, 6,200 only going to Kilkenny. Any insight as to why you think that might be that disparity there? Well, I, ju I just presume that they have to fund uh, within a limited amount uh, the places where they're weak in terms of where the political system is weak in okay, terms so of being representation. higher representation, probably less funding going yeah, to those areas. I, I, I'd like to set that aside because it's going to take an awful lot than just money uh, to make this happen in terms of uh, involvement of women in politics. And while naming names is not a good idea, but in the past we've had uh, great women involved in local politics here from. Lady Bellew, to Margaret Tynan, to Carmel Boyd, uh, to Betty Manning, uh, and and a not quite a number of others. So that there, but there were different times. I think in modern times now, uh, it is the threat of social media, the threat of being abused left, right, and centre in your day's work that puts people off both male and female. Uh, I don't agree with the gender quotas. I think that we should be looking at the structure and ensuring that men and women uh, can participate in equal numbers, both at local level, national level and in the uh, European uh, Parliament. Uh, but we don't do enough for it. We talk about it, we give out some money, but we don't do anything to change the structure or the attraction of politics. So right now, as we face into a local election and a general election, there's... Uh, Every political party is finding it difficult to get candidates, male and female, uh, and it, that can be said for national level and euro level as well. So the the government of the day, or politics and generally how it's managed in this country, has to be made more accessible. We keep on talking about access. We have to make it more accessible. So whether it's childcare, whether it's the timing of the meetings, it's all within our own uh, arrangement, Control. our own administration. And if we don't take practical steps like that, you can throw whatever amount of money you like at it, you're not going to get people in politics. And as for social media, uh, you know, I have seen over the years, women in particular, being abused at an awful rate, using terrible language. And now that flows across into, into male politicians as well. And in the doll, as I touched on earlier, that debate becomes seriously divisive uh, and aggressive and angry and all sorts of words are used where they should not be used and I think that we all have to cop on a little bit I think in relation to national politics and how we conduct ourselves and we have to do much much more constructively and actively to bring women and men particularly young people into politics. It's not an attractive job yeah. at the moment. One of my favourite phrases, cop on, I have to say, I like the, the use of that. Steph, um, gender quotas, do we need gender quotas in politics or is that just pa you know, papering over the cracks? Are there more fundamental issues there? 
Um, I, I would definitely agree with gender quotas. That's why I think where myself and John would disagree. I think um, for a lot of people, you know, there is an assumption around gender quotas where it's kind of, you know, it's just, you know, it's keeping those seats empty for women. It's absolutely essential because what this does fundamentally, it assumes a level playing field that if we change some things in society, there will be equality of opportunity. But there is no equality of opportunity while there are structural barriers in place. If we don't put quotas there and aside, if you look at other countries, for example, South Africa, Africa, Rwanda, post-conflict societies who ensure gender quotas, it hugely boosted female participation uh, in politics. And what you saw was a really balanced and equal situation, but it involved structural changes in order to facilitate and enable women to participate. Sean, um, John doesn't necessarily agree with gender quotas. Different view there. What's your thoughts? Well, both my party and myself agree with the gender quota, and I think it has been, you know, our party passed 50 candidates elected the other day, uh, a huge number of those are women. Uh, I think there should be space on, on election tickets for candidates with experience, for candidates uh, coming from different backgrounds, of different ages, of different cultural backgrounds. And I think it's very important at this point in time when there's the rise of the far right, be, albeit on a small level, at local level, but we need to be very careful. And I think we need to have people elected who are committed to standing up to that, who are committed to standing up for values of equality and fairness and inclusion. And that's what I think is crucially, you know, and, and I think that should nobody should be precluded from that process um, in the way that, that it happens. Well, it's clear there's lots of obstructions for people getting involved in politics. Steph, would you ever run again? Um, no, it's not often that I'm stumped now, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll park that and we'll leave that for the moment. Um, so is that a yes or a no? That's a very much an unsure. If we unsure. Add a, a, you know, that box where it says unsure, that I've ticked that there for that now. Um, but to be honest, I'm not obviously leaving the political scene. I'm very heavily involved in it. You know, I teach politics. I live politics. I breathe politics, essentially. But it's whether it's a capital P or a small P. You know, every single thing is political. Just ask, you know, the Pogues. Look at those lyrics. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I can't very escape it. Very astute answer, I have to say. Sean O'Harrigan, you know where I'm going next. I think I know where you're going next, yeah. yeah it was a, do you know, you've asked me a couple of times already, Brian. Yeah, I have indicated uh, to Labour Party members locally that I'm going to seek a nomination for the local elections and we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, I feel I have something to offer. I offered it over a 10-year period and maybe I have a little bit more time now to give it. I suppose it's very fair to, to, to ask. Deputy McGuinness, are you going to stay in politics at the next round of general elections? Oh, absolutely. I'm committed to politics, um, both locally and nationally, and uh, I'm looking forward to the next um, general election. Uh, I still have a, a hunger for politics and all things politics. So, uh, no, I think there's lots of work to be done. I'm happy, I'm happy to do it. But I would say one thing about um, gender quotas. I said it to Mary O'Rourke, a formidable politician at one time, and I thought she would take the head off me for saying I didn't agree with gender quotas. But she said, actually, I agree with you, John. She said, I don't agree with um, gender quotas. Uh, and I suppose that has to do with becoming a token candidate. Yeah. So yeah. you fill the gap. Or you fill the gap with a woman simply because it qualifies you for an extra grant. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh, Niamh Well Downing is here producing the show today. Uni, you've got comments on I that. I have to jump in. I'm sorry, John, because, excuse me, but just on Miri O'Rourke, I felt she didn't do service to women anywhere in saying that because she was from a huge political dynasty <laughs> and it was so easy for her. So Whoa. I love Mary, but I have to, I can't not say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's just hold it for one moment there, Steph. I'll give you a chance to come back on just that. 
really briefly, okay? <laughs> slightly anecdotal, but very relatable. I studied for my master's in political science in UCD, and I did some modules through the Sutherland School of Law. I remember sitting in there, and we had a high court judge, she who will not be named. She came in, and she said she wanted to talk to the women of the class. And she said, uh, when asked by one of the students, she said, I have never faced discrimination or sexism. I don't even know what that looks or feels like. And I was like, okay, well, you're How from one of the biggest... How did the class react to that? Because I'm sure if a famous male political person walked into the room and said, I want to talk to the men in, in the room, probably wouldn't have lasted very long. To be honest, times have changed. A lot of the lads completely understood. Do you know what yeah. I mean? However, there was only three of us in the actual law class. So. It's bad enough having to contend with other people on the panel without being ambushed. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. An attack from the Out rear. The back. For both of us, I John. <laughs> Deputy McGuinness. Listen, we're going to take a short break. Our Friday panellists today, John McGuinness, Deputy John McGuinness, uh, Steph Hanlon and Sean O'Harrigan. We'll be back with them in just a moment. The KCLR Daily with Brian Redmond on air, online and on smart speaker. With thanks to the Fairgreen Shopping Centre gift card. The perfect gift for all occasions. See fairgreen.ie.